सहनावतु सहनाओ भुनक्तु सहवीर्यं करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमाविद्विशावहै ओम शांति 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 गुरुर् ब्रह्मा गुरुर् विष्णु गुरुर्देवो महेश्वरहा गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्मा तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः सो वी हैव सीन टिल दी 26th, 25th shloka. So today we will continue with the 26th one. Repeat after me. Suprasada prasannatma Suprasada prasannatma Vishwadrag vishwabhugvibhuhu Vishwadrag vishwabhugvibhuhu सत्कर्ता सत्कृतसाधु सत्कर्ता सत्कृतसाधु जहनुर्नारायणो नरह नारायणो नरह यस्टरडे वी सॉ दैट भगवान कैन बी संप्रमर्दन संप्रमर्दन the one who makes sure that we come back on track. Otherwise, for those of us who are with the baser attitude of life, sooner than later, what is revealed is all the um, disease, decay, destruction and you know, lack of complete glow in existence. But for the one who have understood him as the basis, as the substratum, so for them, suprasadaha, suprasadaha, he unveils himself as the greatest grace. So this is one concept that many ask the grace of the Lord should we be qualified for it 
or should the grace be unqualified? That in spite of me not being qualified, should the grace still be flowing? This is one eternal kind of question, especially discussed in um, multi-faith platforms, grace. Because the idea is you go into the confession box, you confess all that you have done and he forgives you, that is the grace. In fact, the system of life is that every day early in the morning you wake up, take a shower, sit in front of the Lord, do the archana puja, do the japa and after the japa is done, then you chant kara charanakritam va, kayajam karmajam va, Shravana Nayanajamva, Vihitam Avihitamva, Sarvam Etat Kshamasva, Kayenavacha, Manasendri Erva, Buddhyatmanava, Prakriteswabhavat, Karomi Yadyat Sakalam Parasmainarayana, Yeti Samarpayami. So every single day that you start your day, with that forgiveness. The day starts and you are alive, itself is enough a proof to state that we are forgiven. So, let us not get confused between forgiveness and grace. Grace on the other hand is abundantly available, freely available. Whose grace? His grace on every one of us. It is like electricity. Can you all hear me? I should be facing the camera and ask, can you all hear me? Because there are people who watch. So, if you are able to hear, it is because all these different gadgets are connected and are blessed by the grace of electricity. Even this little thing here, it has to be supplied with that red dot. As many of our Indians have red dots, even this has a red dot. By virtue of that, it is also Indian. <laughs> so, what does this red dot indicate? That there is a electricity in it which is enlivening it, empowering it. Grace is like that. Grace is like this electricity, which is ever there. The electricity was turned off, therefore you could not hear. Not to put the effort to turn it on and off, who should do it for us? Even the most sophisticated uh, automated system, there should be one button that you should turn it on, right? 
That is when electricity will bless you. Earlier days, in our grandmother and grandfather's time, there was not this kind of electricity. Even today in many villages, we don't have that kind of electricity. Even though they say they have electricity, there is more of no electricity than electricity. So, in the olden days, they, they believed in their own, you know, their own effort, physical effort. Ayam me hasto bhagavan, ayam me bhagavattaraha. That, you know, oh Lord, bless me to have healthy hands so that I can execute all work and dedicate it to you. So, if they had to make, uh, say, idli or dosa, it is a huge task. There is that uh, uh, pestle and mortar kind of a system wherein you sit down and then you keep. It's an art. You have to push the material in between that stone and the rot uh, rotor without putting your fingers in between. Uh, this hand gets uh, tired than the other hand. All that effort is now shifted into a small little box. You put everything there and keep waiting. They said it is automatic. That it will decide the speed, it will decide everything. It has a chip in it. But even for that chip to work, Somebody has to push that first button. That is when electricity will bless. Yamai Veshavrunute Tena Labhyaha says the Shruti Vakya. Yam Yeshavrunute Tena Labhyaha. Those who choose to pick. Those who choose to surrender unto them, te labhyaha, grace seamlessly flows. But if we don't put that effort and keep complaining that God, you know, I don't think there is God because he doesn't ever help. So this fellow always used to go to you know, temple. Every day he would say, Oh Lord, you know, I am in real tough situation. One lottery. What do you call that? Loto, Loto. However you pronounce it. One lottery. Every day, every single day he would come and intensely pray for the lottery to click. Three, four days passed by and finally Bhagwan, uh, you know, had to come down and he gave this fellow while praying a tight slap. He said, Buddhu, first go buy a ticket. And you want some, uh, some kind of a break-even situation, you put, at least put the effort to you know, buy a ticket. You have been given hands, legs, intelligence to work with them. 
to put the sufficient effort to turn oneself in surrender unto that paramatma suprasadaha suprasadaha the supreme grace is ever existing not tapping it in to our lives is a disgrace to that grace and we cannot blame uh, you know bhagwan or paramatma that he has not had enough now he only supports those who are already rich already happy already having everything it is not a capitalistic government that he runs that the rich become rich and the poor become poor in fact if you look at it capitalistic democratic uh, socialistic uh, dictator every system works the same way the front facade is different the rich become rich and the poor become poor he is not running that kind of a system he is ready to give his grace to everyone including ravana kumbhakarana in a hiranyakashipu hiranyaksha dantavakra shishupala and yudhishthira gets surprised in fact shocked that shishupala and dantavakra with the choicest of the cuss words galiya is the choicest of these they start criticizing the lord during the rajasuya yaga bhagwan krishna had promised their mother that that day when they in one sitting complete 100 cuss words not cumulative not counting it from various uh, no, one sitting if they conclude 100 that day they will be done and this rajasuyaga they they would have taken even a lowest of the low persons to be worshiped on that day other than krishna they were so intensely jealous and they started off so bhagwan warned them 50 60 70 as bhagwan kept giving them the number they felt more inspired what you are counting what can you do and finally 100 and bhagwan takes out his sudarshana and the sudarshana does its job and as the, the bodies fall their soul comes and merges into the lord now yudhishthira is shocked they are wretched people how can their soul merge into you o lord you give mukti to somebody who is qualified i can understand but these people there narada explains it to our yudhishthira he says kenapi bhavena manah krishne niveshayet it does not matter what kind of emotion whatever be it if you can turn that emotion towards the lord however wretched you are he will give you mukti shishupal and dantavakra were jealous and with their jealousy they turned 100% they had unadulterated pure jealousy 
where that jealousy was towards the Lord. Whereas Kamsa had pure unadulterated fear. That in their jealousy, in their fear, in their hatred, they constantly thought nothing but the Lord. Even to them he gives mukti. Wouldn't he give to us? But provided, the choice is ours. Whether you want to take the easy path or the difficult path. You can develop jealousy, hatred towards the Lord. I hate the Lord. Continue. But don't get scared in between. Somewhere down the lane, no, I am hating the Lord, I don't know what will happen. Don't carry that guilt. Give him 100% emotion there. Be envious of him, be 100%. Be scared of him, be 100%. Ours is like, you know, very wobbly situation. Whenever things don't go according to our uh, thought pattern, then we get angry with him. If you want to be angry with him, be 100%. But these negativities carry a lot of pain, misery, before you leech and merge with the Lord. The other method is through devotion. Surrender oneself. And you will see that the grace is flowing through you. The river is flowing. All the beings in the river flow with the flow. And we are going against. You will be tired. You will feel the pain of going through that river. Have you ever done this, what they call here in this kind of tubing? Now sit in a tube and then flow along with the river. The river has to have a little depth in it and the tube has to have enough buoyancy that it can carry your weight. You take a little rubber tube and then you say, it will also go well down with you. It has to have enough. And you sit. Where was this, that first time that I experienced in San Antonio, I think. There's a place called Schlitterborn. There's a river. And you take the tube and sit in there. And you go round and round in that circles. You go with the flow. Now you want to put effort. Say the river flows uh, 5 miles per hour. And your effort is 3 miles per hour. Effectively, where are you if you are going against the river? You are still two miles down. You are not progressing, if you call that as a progress. But instead, if the river is flowing five miles per hour and your effort is three miles per hour, you believe in your self-effort, put it. But go along with the flow, go along with the grain of life, not against it. And you will suddenly see that there is an exuberance of force joining you. 
if you take that stupid fellow inside that fellow who is inside you you put that fellow outside who is that stupid fellow our own ego the most difficult path even bhagwan ramana maharshi in upadesha sara he says aham apetakam nija vibhanakam mahadidam tapah to remove that ahankara is the greatest penance to sleep on the floor is easy to not drink coffee or tea is easy to abstain from eating because it seems like all the good food is unhealthy all the tasty food is unhealthy not good food all the tasty food is unhealthy to abstain from it is also easy to maintain brahmacharya is also easy but to give up that ahankara is the most difficult thing so what do we do the best next best step oh lord i have been trying please help my effort gain its shakti to remove it and you alone can give me that shakti you may have heard this bhajan not bhajan it's a movie song very popular one too o palan hare have you heard that song you all have heard it right what movie is it from lagan ha there is one sentence that first time i heard i had such a goosebumps listening to it usually we say bhakti de shakti de there's a little twist in those sentences it says bhakti de bhakti ko shakti de and my bhakti though i have started it on it is quite wobbly because it does not have the tenacity it does not have the strength rigors to go through i may fail therefore to provide strength to my bhakti and consistency in it is also your job इस पथ में है अंधियारे दे दो हमको उजियारे आई एम जस्ट गिविंग यू द सीक्वेंस ऑफ चलिए इफ 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 यू लैक दैट स्ट्रेंथ सिंसियरली प्रे दैट ओ लॉर्ड आई एम नॉट एबल टू पुश दिस स्टूपिड ईगो आउट हेल्प मी पुश इट आउट वंस यू डू दैट प्रेयर आई एम वार्निंग यू cautioning you it will be the apt method required to kick that ego out and who decides that he decides you should be ready for it because that is the most painful part of sadhana if there is something you know hooked on and you know latched on and it is stuck even a the bandaid which is put on uh, your skin so that the uh, lacerated wound or something is not exposed to the uh, dust and other things and just before shower, after shower you want to pull it out 
just on the skin. You're like, the, the actual pain of the wound is one level. The, the tape stuck on the skin with the hair and you're trying to pull it out. What is the best method to pull it out? Rip it quickly, isn't it? <laughs> you start doing it slowly, one hair at a time. <laughs> it's that much more painful. And at that time, when he is trying to pull that thing out, suprasadaha, that is the greatest grace. Don't back out. In fact, Kunti Devi says, if there are enough troubles in life, it means you are closer to God. Her calculation is totally different. Therefore, O oh Lord, because whenever I was in trouble, I knew you were just around. Therefore, I don't mind having troubles. So that the mind is constantly thinking of you. So my question is, should the external experiences of troubles and misery be the judgment for our life and growth? Or if that experience of the external world and its pain turns our mind towards God, isn't that experience worthwhile? Can that experience be called as a bad experience? Today I am hoping that none of you are in that troubled situation and I hope and pray that you never be. But if you ever are, at that time what is it to be remembered? That God has not abandoned but instead he is providing the right environment so that we can grow out of our own inadequacies. And that day when this thought sinks in, the amount of strength that you gather, that you can face anything in life. So never pray that, O oh Lord, remove my pain or misery. Pray always, Lord, give me the strength to go through it. Give me the strength to go through it and grow out of it. That is the greatest grace. Whenever in our heart we click upon this understanding, then you will not blame anybody, anything in this world for what we are going through. There is a situation... It is painful, I have to handle it. Otherwise, 90% of our time we waste in trying to find. Why is this happening to me? How does it matter? No, I need my justification. When we go through lot of miseries, you are being hammered from every single side. Nothing seems to work, nothing seems to be going straight in life. 
and we get latched on to this one question why is this happening to me it is at that moment that we should understand that in such moments we are closest to god hold on to him don't try to find the question why why is not the most intelligent question in this world instead at that moment ask why not why should i avoid it let me go face it and that strength comes from this confidence that that experience as well is nothing but his grace alone supreme grace suprasadah always remember bhagwan rama himself when he took the manushya avatar continuously was there any pleasant moment in his life the kingdom that was given on a golden platter was snatched okay snatch them or they were asked to get out of the kingdom barefoot because bharat snatches even the footwear barefoot sita ji is abducted and he was uh, he was in the clauses there was one clause that he cannot enter any kingdom because uh, manthara had she, she had a very sharp crooked mind if he ever goes into other kingdoms and they become an ally to him and they wage a war against bharata bharata would not stand that force of rama therefore he would not enter any kingdom or make any associations he never entered he had to create some kind of temporary house you talk and complain about living out of a suitcase for 14 years continuously and after he came just when sita ji conceived he had to send sita ji away because he had to think that if he had no uh, this kind of a, a person and if that becomes a rumor one mahatma ji puts it very beautifully it touched my heart he said bhagwan rama took the most uh, daring decision in sending sita ji away by sending sita ji away even to this date nobody questions the character of sita ji they question the decision made by rama so he took he he uh, you know pulled all the attention towards him rather than sita ji and even in doing so he made sure that that kind of uh, blemish 
does not impact Sita ji or the kids to be born. If he had, he would have sent her to Janaka. Janaka was still around. But from one palace to the other, the environment will still be very dicey. Instead, he sends them to an ashram. Having sent to the ashram, the environment is sattvic, non-judgmental environment. And in that non-judgmental environment, the kids can really grow and flourish well. Therefore, he did not send her to Janaka. He sends her to Valmikiji's ashram. And what a difficult decision to make. Okay, Bhagavan Krishna, one after the other, he was born till the end. His life was kicking and happening. Right from the day go that he was born. Till the last moment. Poor Krishna. Never had a moment of rest. Constantly running up and down. As long as he was in Mathura, Mathura to Delhi was easy. If you have a couple of horsepower to your chariot, maybe by half day you will reach from Mathura to Delhi, Hastinapura. Imagine he had shifted his quarters from Mathura to Dwarka. Dwarka to Hastinapura constantly flying up and down. If he had a horse miles, like you have the flying miles today, he would have had a platinum executive or something. You are constantly running up and down. Any upheaval, any kind of disturbance anywhere in that, he would have to be there present. This is himself. And all those whom he, who had trusted him, implicitly, and surrendered to him, how much pain and misery did they go through? And not for one year or two years, 80 plus years of their life was in constant misery. Now suddenly Bhagavan will come, our life will change, nothing will change. Because Bhagavan was there with them. All that he gave them was the clarity and the strength to go through it. That is the greatest gift if we can learn through the scriptures. Whenever that hits home, that I have to keep my head up in and through all these situations and not allow it to sink me down. Why? Because God has a reason for me to go through this, to strengthen me and to grow. Then we will value our tears. Otherwise, small little silly thing happening, Ganga, Yamuna, Saraswati, what happened? Life is My life sucks. You are the sucker at the other end. If you understand this concept, then life gathers charm, beauty, peace in itself. 
this entire system when understood and put it into practice, put it in experience, that is called the greatest prasada, greatest grace of that Lord flowing through us to the world around us. Suprasadaha. Prasannatma. <clears throat> Prasannatma. If we claim ourselves to be wise and we don't enjoy our life, there is something oxymoronish with our life. Because wisdom has to go hand in hand with happiness. Wisdom has to go hand in hand with humility. Wisdom has to go hand in hand with being grounded. If truly there is wisdom, if this grace is understood, if that wisdom is settling in, how would be our life? Prasanna Atma. Prasanna, <clears throat> that individual who is ever blissful, ever joyful. No, is it to consider that once you have realized this, there will be no pain or suffering or sorrow in life? Baba, there will be pain, suffering, sorrow. In spite of the pain, it is a choice if I have to suffer through it or not. All great masters, if you see, they had severe ailments. Ramakrishna Paramahamsa, throat cancer. Ramana Maharshi, he had a cancer in his uh, armpit. Gurudev, the other two I have not seen, but him I have seen. You name it and he had it. Between our uh, Acharya Swamis, when somebody says that, you know, I have got now blood pressure, sugar, uh, diabetes and things like that. So, we tease each other saying that, you know, now we are graduating to his stature. Because you name the disease and he had it. His heart was functioning 18%. His legs he couldn't feel. He had diabetes. He had you know, cholesterol. He had... You name it. Blood pressure, yes, there was blood pressure. But his attitude towards life. I think I have shared this many times with you. After pressing his, massaging his feet for you know, a few minutes, I said, okay, now let me get back to my work. So I said, I said you have such pain, I can see it. Why not you continue it tomorrow, Swami? They said, he is great. He meaning, Narayana is great. He has given pain in my legs so that I can throw them under the desk and work over the desk. Pain will be there.
there will be difficult situations but how you go through it is a choice the freedom to go through it is a choice prasannatma if we are happy if we are content if we are peaceful alone anywhere we go we will be able to abundantly give contentment peace and happiness to others without that enriched environment within can we give happiness anywhere anywhere we go it will be these rough edges of the ego clashing with every single situation and then we make tea soap soap operas kyunki saas bhi kabhi bahu thi and we are stuck to it and watch it like wow i thought this was only a thing that was eating up in india nowadays with the satellite and tv and everything even here i asked couple of ladies whom i know they were living I mean, they they're not working they are uh, homemakers i said what do you do in the afternoons you can come for devi group so one of them slowly spilled the beans out we are addicted to the tv here stupid soap operas it has got no sense no meaning there is no head tail no middle <laughs> and the indian versions of it is hilarious suddenly the, the whatever character turns and that turn is shown from 360 degrees for 10 minutes and these people are watching it don't we have enough drama within work on it get out of it because the one who has that peace within contentment contentment within and happiness within alone when they go into any environment can abundantly just give everybody that otherwise the little joy that we have we want to and we are scared somebody will snatch it सुप्रसादः प्रसन्नात्मा विश्वदृक विश्वदृक दर इज वन ह्यूज मिसकंसेप्शन दैट वी कैरी दैट आई एम द जनरल मैनेजर ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड we are nobody in this world vishwadrak who is the one who is actually maintaining sustaining this entire creation paramatma in his entire creation 
what is our worth in this existence? First of all, we are not unique. There are 7.2 billion population, human beings. So, we are not unique. In the entire earth, entire world, masses of various creatures, 7 billion are human beings. Of that 7 billion, I am one speck in between. And that one speck carries the attitude. Surrender that stupid fellow ego. And that day when we understand that it is his sustenance that sustains everyone. My job is to put my effort to fulfill my responsibility because it is my responsibility. Not for the results of it, not for the name of it, not for the fame of it. When the results come, when the name comes, when the fame comes, rededicate it to that altar again. Disown it completely, rededicate it. Because there is only one sustaining factor for this entire universe. Vishwadruk. Vishwadruk, the entire universe, Druk, the supporter is this consciousness alone. That day when we understand that it is Paramatma who is supporting, otherwise we carry this little burden on our shoulders and I am running the family, I am putting this effort. If you have seen the Ghar Ghar Ki Kahani, I am not talking of a soap opera. I am literally talking about a story in every household. When Srimati and Sripati, there is a clash. Age old, as eternal as humanity. She says, I have asked you to bring this little thing and you could not bring it while coming back. That I forgot. And then the sting of those words, Sripati reacts. What do you think I go there and am I playing there or what? Srimati reacts. Do you think I am playing here or what? I have to do so many things and nobody cares, nobody values, nobody... Simple little thing, escalated to this level. Do you see where we get caught up? Do everything sincerely and offer it at the feet of the Lord. Because He is the one who is the final sustainer of everyone. 
विश्व दृख एंड ही इज ऑल्सो विश्व भुक विश्व भुक ही इज द वन हु इज द फाइनल एंजॉयर ऑफ एवरीथिंग देर फोर एवरी सिंगल एक्शन दैट वी कमिट टू शुड ऑलवेज बी डन विष्णु हो प्रीत्यर्थम so that my lord be pleased with my actions see when you love somebody intensely don't you do things for their sake so that they really appreciate what you are doing don't you do it if our love to the lord is really true and genuine then every single effort put is for his pleasure alone vishwabhuk we may think that we are the one enjoying it but who is the actual owner for all that it is him alone it is for him in him unto him but life cannot be much simpler than this <clears throat> if you understand ghatakasha patakasha chittakasha chidakasha the reflected consciousness jiva paramatma ishvara the totality the oneness of jiva ishvara brahman if you understand these terminologies or not doesn't matter understand that every single effort that i do is dedicated to his pleasure only vishnu ho prityartha and it is not to please him it should not be misunderstood like you know i do this so that he be pleased and he will do things for me that will be a corrupt way of thinking it i am doing it for his pleasure because i love him so much and when the love is intense you would go out of your way to do what is required no pain is a real pain and then there is a joy as you keep intensifying that activity you never calculate and say that you know i've been doing it when do i get my result it's not done for the result it is done to fulfill the responsibility so that it can be offered to him for his pleasure vishnu ho prityartha vishwa bhuk now on a totally vedantic standpoint if there is no life spark here if there is no conscious principle here can there be any experience or the enjoyment born thereof if there is an ice cream suspecting that many of you would like ice cream if there is an ice cream or should i take my own example if there is mirchi bajji <laughs>
or if there is a raw mango sprinkled with salt and uh, uh, red chilli powder freshly plucked from the tree you can feel the aroma of that fresh raw mango as you're cutting slicing it through exactly many of you instantly i don't know if you observed it immediately there was an extra dose of saliva that was produced <laughs> a beautiful sunset seen by the eyes a nice piece of music heard by our ears or sometimes it need not be just music pure silence even that is appreciated as as much as good sound is appreciated lack of any sound is also appreciated that also is enjoyed so when you sit there are some sofas that you sit in some houses you feel like your sung you're sinking in it's very uncomfortable and sometimes in such sofas i pull my legs up and sit and then the parents sometimes tell the children put your legs down so i'm thinking is it a hint for them or for me because my legs are up Then I look the other side. I am not listening to this. <laughs> Even for sense of touch, you get a good, comfortable seat. See, there is one soft cushion here. They put one more, and the reason I take it out is the moment I put it, I feel like really wobbling, and my back gets bent in a very peculiar position. And there are two. too much of softness is right amount and you said ah comfortable what do you call it they tie it to the two ends of a tree hammock have you ever lied down on a hammock ah and sometimes you don't know how to sit in there and then you <laughs> sometimes the balance is you know awkward and then instead of going like this before you go like this you tumble upside down and then or in a nice evening outside in near the lawn there is this comfortable what do you call them Yeah, the the where the yeah. you have that uh, wherein you can even the sofas you have right you can pull out your legs and spread them out okay. recliners ah. you sit back and ah <clears throat> a touch enjoyed temperature 
right amount of temperature. Anywhere between 72 to 74 is the optimum you can enjoy. Shaded, not sunny. If it is sunny, then it has to be less than uh, 70, 68 to 70. Shaded 72 to 74, pleasant to the skin. You know, some of the spring uh, mornings, you know, the crisp mornings, it is during that time when it is 70 to 74. It is neither too cold, not too hot, gentle breeze, and if it is going through your lawn or your backyard with jasmine flowers and few lilies which are yet surviving in spite of the rabbits and the breeze flows through that and comes through and every aspect of it is being enjoyed. Who is the actual enjoyer? Can all this be experienced without the presence of that consciousness? That consciousness is called Vishwabhuk. Every single individual, every single being and creature out there that is relishing whatever it thinks it is relishing, who is actually relishing behind? It is Paramatma, Vishwabhuk. Without whose presence there is no factor of relishing. Today, fortunately, there was some rain. Did you have rains in your place? In Dallas, not Dallas, we did not. It cooled down, but it was no rain. When I came here, there were puddles of water, so I thought it must have rained. Or else there we have a serious water leakage problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it was not just on our property, on other property as well you could see it. So, it must have been rain. So, nice rainy day, nice chai with garam garam pakoda and samosa with green chutney and the tamarind chutney. Green chutney little spicy more than what it should be and the tamarind chutney little sweeter than what it should be perfect combination. And if somebody can make fresh bhel, that also will be appreciated. And do you think uh, somebody, uh, the, the body which has been quit by the consciousness will enjoy, cherish the chai? It is that consciousness alone which cherishes it. Vishwadrak, Vishwabhuk. <coughs> Therefore, he is called Vibhuhu. Vibhuhu, Vividam Bhavati Vishwatma Iti Vibhuhu. The one who has become many, or the one who expresses as many, In a very minuscule level, we are also Vibhu. 
I become the seer, I become the hearer, I become the smeller, I become the taster, I become the toucher, I become the writer. When nothing works, I become the runner. I become these many. Now, if we can understand this, that without becoming many, I have become many. Similarly, Paramatma has become every aspect of this creation. Therefore, he is the Vishwadruk, Vishwabhuk. And he is the Vibhu. <coughs> Suprasada Prasannatma, Vishwadruk, Vishwabhuk, Vibhu. Satkarta, Satkrata, Sadhur, Janhur, Narayano, Naraha. Satkarta, <clears throat> Satkarta, the one who very dearly loves all those who do excessive, aggressive good without anticipating anything in return. So, why should you be good? Because my Lord likes it that way. <clears throat> Excessive, aggressive, good. Our goodness is hesitant good. Even in being good, we hesitate. Is it okay? Is it not okay? Is it okay? Is it not okay? Abandon that, jump in and do good, do good, you know, aggressively. That the one who is receiving should feel so overwhelmed. What just happened? And before they realize what happened, you already moved on. You are not even waiting for them to turn around and say thank you. Satkarta. <clears throat> in another way, in another way of looking at it, whenever we have reached out into this cosmos, in doing something aggressively good, without anticipating anything in return, at that moment, we were in tune with the divine within. Sometimes by mistake we must have done such things in life. Otherwise we calculate quite a bit. How much of it should I, should I not in this environment, in present of all of them. If I do it before nobody will recognize, if I do it after nobody will recognize. I have to do it right then when everybody is there. But then I should do it in such a way that you know nonchalant and then I just do it and then everybody... So much kitch pitch kitch pitch kitch pitch calculation happening. This is the usual self. But then you by mistake do something for the sake of doing good and you have done it aggressively good. And you did not even bother to wait for any appreciation, any accolades or nothing. 
you just felt very content and left at that time that satkarta there was the avatar of the lord in that moment with us because we were in tune with paramatma the individuality had merged with that divine for that instant <clears throat> whenever you have such moments in life you look back whenever you think of them don't you have a smile on your face ah what a moment it was all great masters and all great uh, mahatmas when you see their photograph or when you see them even in person they always have that chidananda roopa ever existing smile why because their every moment is thus that they don't need to wait for some moment to cherish it their every moment is cherishable because their every moment in tune with that divine satkarta satkrutaha <clears throat> satkrutaha the one who is worshiped by all those who do good very seldom we find that he is worshiped by those who do bad excessively who worships him those who do this kind of aggressive good those who are the satkarta they worship him constantly and they thank him profusely for having given them the opportunity to function as his medium in this world satkrata <clears throat> therefore these people who do good they are called sadhu those who are satvik by nature satvik in their thought word and deed and when i say thought word and deed the intention behind the thought intention behind the word intention behind the action is also to be taken note of Uh, sometimes when gurudev had this and he liked to be in, in yuvakendra when we were and he liked what we were, you little rascals he would just pat us pat our back the word is like you, know, you are criticizing us it is not just the word the act of it the presence of it and the intention intention and the intensity also has to be taken note that is born from that satvikata that that pat though we were called the little rascals at that time i did not realize what rascals meant today i do know it was out of love that we, we note otherwise you know puffed up face and all angry how dare we do so much for him and he calls us rascals 
and there is no scope for even such kind of misunderstanding at that moment. There is just that attunement. So, sadhutva, see in Banaras, uh, Rishikesh, Vrindavan and such places, when food is served and it is really tasting good, so the, the cook is called usually addressed as Maharaj. Maharaj, aaj sabji ekdam sadhu hai. Sadhu, it is not just sattvic, it is even tasty. Sometimes when it is too sattvic, it is not tasty. Because too bland, too... I call such food as called nirguna nirakara parabrahma paramatma. I think I have told you this, right? There was this lady who offered tea and it was some fancy tea. It had no taste, no smell, no, it, um, I don't know, it was not even hot. It was lukewarm. And I said, how is the tea, Swamiji? What I said, it was And I didn't want to hurt her feelings then. And I said, quickly thought of a plan and I said, your tea is nirguna nirakara parabrahma paramatma. She thought that it reminded, the tea reminded me of Paramatma and she felt happy and I was happy that I did not lie. Because Paramatma has no guna, no akara, no shape, no form, no taste, no attributes, the tea reminded me. So when sattvic thing is, it may not be that tasty, when it turns out to be a sadhu. When somebody says something good, they do not wah 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 wah. Or the college, you know, woo, yeah, sadhu. <laughs> From the Yup course, all the kids have learned now, even the Balviar camp, when something good happens, they all now turn and say, Om. And this is, this is from the Upanishads, from the Taitriya Upanishads, they say, when things turn good, Om, it is Brahma Prasauti. To start something, he will say Om. When something happens good, he will say Om. When something is not in track, it's a om. It means it's not in line with what it should be. So sadhu. Sadhu means that which is sattvic, that which is, uh, it's all in its application. That it is sattvic, it is beautiful, it is good. So there are three aspects. Satyatva, Shivatva and Sundaratva. <coughs> Satyatva, that which is truthful, is called sadhu. That which is auspicious, is called sadhu. The first two aspects we usually focus on. And in being so strict with Vedanta, 
we forget the sundarata because vedanta we nothing has to be enjoyed nothing has to be relished nothing has to be cherished so beautiful we put it aside beautiful is also sadhu that is also an expression of that divine that is also an aspect of that divine so it has to be truthful it has to be auspicious it has to be perfectly beautiful and who else can be perfectly beautiful so when they talk about <coughs> sundar kanda they say sundare sundaro ramaha of all the most elegant beings the most charming one is ramji sundari sita and mother sita is equally charming and beautiful sundare sundaro bhakta hanuman every aspect of it is sundara see all the other kandas are named after various incidents this is one thing wherein it has been sundar kanda wherein it has named to nobody because it talks about that great divine lord that devotee of the lord and the sambandha between them which is also equally beautiful and when all these three merge truth auspicious and beauty then it is called sadhu satyam shivam sundaram then it is called sadhu <clears throat> now once equipped with this kind of mindset with this kind of conviction and experience such a one when they step out into the world they lead the entire humanity irrespective of who they are what they are towards nothing but perfection it was gurudev's birthday <clears throat> and there were a lot of people coming in and this was in hyderabad and there were lots of these politicians and uh, you know people who had high stakes in power and <clears throat> so they were and as they kept coming in we were shocked there were some of the known thugs oh jaw dropped and you know all these with all the, uh, the semi automatic uh, guns and everything uh, the protection they would come pastor to gurudev you know wish him and give him some gift or some donation or something and then leave and the crowd thinned a bit and uh, all as yuva kendra members we went secretly to gurudev and said we need to talk to you seriously these people have to be stopped from coming to you and he was sitting there in the in the lawn area <coughs> begum pet i remember he was sitting in the lawn and he looked at us with a quizzical look and he said 
why is that so look at our audacity you were trying to tell him what to do and what not to do see with such people coming in your name will be spoiled and chinmay mission name will be spoiled <coughs> so he got up you know in his own majestic way he got up and he said chinmaya is meant for such rogues <laughs> if not me who else will clean them up if i am rudra this is his words if i am rudra they are all my ganas whom i have to change if i have to constantly work on changing people who are already on a good track i don't they don't require a chinmaya it is such ones which require a chinmaya therefore i don't care about my name or fame or my i don't think i understood it then <laughs> i must have come back thinking that you know he doesn't understand what we are saying let today totally appreciate what he says that is the sadhutva people usually complain <clears throat> that you know my child is 24 karat gold it is a company that they keep is bad my counter argument is if your child is 24 karat gold if it is that pure the purity should be so contagious that any environment that they are in they get changed rather than your child getting changed to their attitude that is the strength of sadhutva that you are so firmly embedded in truth auspiciousness and beauty that wherever you go that environment changes wherever yudhishthira went there were rains timely rains there were good produce just his presence shakuni had a great plan as soon as he kicked the pandavas out to the aranya sir he knew the last year should be agnyatavasa so he sent people scouts to various parts and all that they had to do was gather information of the climatic conditions and keep reporting it every fortnight his idea was for a period of 12 years when i have the statistics that one year in whichever place it goes off balance that it suddenly become very fertile and very productive kingdom no wonder that they will be hiding in that kingdom shakuni's plan because he knew wherever there is yudhishthira sasya shyamala that the earth will just open up and give her best that is the the impact of the sadhutva but there will always be duryodhana ityadi who will not be impacted by even such sadhutva 
there will always be Duryodhana, there will always be a Judas who will not be impacted by them. Let us not be one of them. Let us strive to achieve that sadhutva. <clears throat> that is when we become the leaders leading the humanity towards that sadhutva. Jahnuhu, meaning leader among men. Lead them to that highest sadhutva. You lead them to a deteriorating condition than they were already in, then you are not considered as a leader. <clears throat> Narayanaha Naraha. This word Narayana requires its own time. There's about eight minutes, and I'll not be able to finish the entire seven, eight meanings of Narayana. Let us see Narayana tomorrow. Om Purnamadaha Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vasishyate Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om